Yeah, here he is, Mr. Larry King. Uh, <laughs> look at the look on his face. Yes, yes, sir. I know you're thrilled. We are thrilled. We are thrilled, sir. We have watched you for many years. Try to hold uh, it down. Okay. Um, and we are, in fact, on the air. A lot of people walk in and go, are we on the air? And yeah, serious just, radio. I listen just, to serious. I know it's Okay. Like, by the way, is this air conditioning designed to kill people? Is that it? Is it, it is quite a draft, right? Yeah, you want to move over one? We, we yeah, I would like to move yeah, over. Move over, yeah, move over the there. Jim Norton seat. It's either get cold or get some kind of a communicable the, disease from yeah, uh, Jimmy reason. Norton. The great yeah, Larry King. I had that grill moved because it would blow on me and, uh, ooh, what a draft. It's oh, crazy. I can't take hey, Larry, that. you started in radio, right? Sure. How, how, did, how do we get out of this radio thing? Yeah, how did you get out of well, it? Because I, I <laughs> that's uh, what we... First, I'll tell you about. I started in 1957. Yet neither of you were born. No. Right? Okay. No, close. And I always wanted to be in radio, and uh, I thought I'd be, uh, honest to the truth, I thought I'd be either a sportscaster or a comedian. Right. This is why I'm doing this comedy tour. Yes. Because I've always told funny stories, always appeared at conventions and the like. But I loved radio as a kid. I used to listen to radio. And, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm, I was five years old saying I wanted to be in radio. Wow. I'd listen to The Shadow. Oh, the like, Shadow knows. Who knows what evil lurks. lurks in the hearts of men. The Shadow knows. The Shadow knows. Yeah. And I would, I would listen to that, and then I'd go into the bathroom, and I'd imitate it. Really? I'd do the same thing. Oh. The Shadow knows what a high that was. Or, or so a tale well calculated to keep you in... Suspense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went nuts. What Lights Out, there was a show called Lights Out. Arch Obler did it. It was on Sunday night. And the announcer would say, Turn down your blinds. <laughs> Lock your doors. Crawl under your couch. And turn your lights <laughs> Sounds very complicated. Oh, well, it freaked me out because you, <laughs> you, you could imagine anything you want listening to that. Right. So I always wanted to do it. And then one day I did a bunch of odd jobs. I worked for United Parcel Service. I worked at a building right near here for a factoring company. I just mm. got out of high school. My father had died. I had to help my mother. I was, uh, but I always wanted radio. And I ran into this guy named James Sermons who worked for CBS. Right. And I said, where can I, where can I break into radio? I was 22. And he said, go down and try Miami, because it's uh, a lot of stations, no union. So there's either guys on the way up or the way out. And you had no experience at None all, at all. except for down, just practicing knocked, in the bathroom. Knocked on doors, and this guy at a small radio station said, I like you. We got a big turnover here. If you hang around, learn a little of the business. First opening you got. What was, what was uh, radio like back then when you started, though? Well, it was a lot of stations. FM was nothing. Of course. Yeah, FM was. In fact, our station, our big station that I joined, gave away its FM station. <laughs> Just wow. gave, gave it, it away. as a gift to the University of Miami. Right. I think that station is number two in the market now. Oh, no kidding. Oh, to a lot of stations. And, of course, away. the Spanish influx started a couple of years later. And a lot of Spanish stations. And uh, it was fun because you picked your own music, mm -hmm. uh, at least on the station I was on. You know, we played Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and and you got to you got to pick the, the songs. Oh, yeah, you picked your own songs. But I I did everything. I did uh, news, sports, jumped there. I did everything in the world. But my first day on the air. Now this is a life's dream come true, right? I've got to be on radio. Monday morning, nine o'clock, May first, nineteen fifty-seven. And I'm nervous as hell. And the general manager calls me in, and he says, uh, "Oh, this is your big day, kid." You're starting the radio. I'm nervous. What name are you going to use? I'm stunned. My name was Larry Zeiger. You know, he's no Zeiger's no good. It's uh, too ethnic, and people won't know, know how to spell it. You need another name. I need another name. I'm ten minutes. Got to go on the air. I need. Another. And he had the Miami Herald open, and there was an ad for King's Wholesale Liquors. <laughs> and he says, "How about Larry King?" That is that. That's how I that never happened. knew he says, that. Sounds fine to me. Whoops. Now I'm in the studio. I got my record cued. Les Elgart swinging down the lane. Da, 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 da. I'm going to fade it and talk over it. And I fade it and turn the mic on and nothing comes out. And I bring the music up and I bring it down. I bring it up. I bring it down. I bring it down. And I'm scared to death. And I'm looking at the clock and like two minutes has gone by. And I said to myself, my whole career is ruined. I'm scared to death. 
And apparently I just don't have the moxie to do this. <laughs> and the general manager, Marshall Simmons, I really loved him, he kicked open the door to the control room. And he said, this is a communications business. God damn it, communicate. <laughs> he shut the door. All I did was turn on the mic. And I did something then, 1957, that I would do today. I was honest with the audience. So I said, good morning. My name is Larry King, and that's the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> uh, this is my first day on the radio. I always wanted it all my life. Scared to death. Been playing the music. Don't know what to say. General manager just kicked the door open. He said to communicate, I better communicate. I was never nervous again. Radio two years later got into television. Always did both. Never had a nervous moment again wow. in broadcast because I learned that morning. Yeah, wow. That it ain't brain surgery. Sure. <laughs> okay, so what is going to happen is going to happen. But if you're honest, Eva, in retrospect, I realize if you're honest with the audience, you cannot go wrong. Mm -hmm. Have you? So have if you... I miscued records that morning, or broke at the wrong time, or said the wrong thing, the audience has got to be saying, "It's his first day." Mm -hmm. Have Have you ever thought you've been too honest with the audience at times? Because I know that when we do this show, especially if it's a slow news day, uh, you'll know that you'll notice certain things will come out of us that we might not bring up on an ordinary news filled day. No, because you got well. I used to do a morning show. That's where I really started to get famous. Was doing a funny morning show, and I I did all sorts of wacky things. But no, I never. I was raised in a different era. Of broadcasting. I don't necessarily mean outrageous uh, stuff. I mean just really letting people in on your personal life, uh, growing up, things like that. No, no, because I when I started interviewing people, I was never about me. It was always about oh, them. Okay, right. I never used the word I when I interviewed people. Oh. I thought my opinions were irrelevant. Like a lot of guys today, I don't like because they're soapbox guys. Well, you know, that, I, I don't learn anything. My, I never learned anything when I was talking. My my dumb opinion on you. That's why you were you're a great interviewer. You let the guest talk. I let the guest talk. I listen. It's so I simple up. if yeah, you think is. about it. But a lot of these guys, they they have to talk just as much yeah, as the guest. And my friend Herbie Cohen says, you know why you're successful? One, you created a vacuum and filled it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Second. You're dumb. <laughs> That's the truth. You're, you go, you're like, why? Why did you do that? Mm. The simplest question, you know, all these guys figure. When, when the war, when we had the, the first Gulf War, we must have done 70 straight nights on that war. Mm -hmm. Worked Friday, Saturday, Sundays. And the, my question, people came over to me and said, you know, you asked the same qu first question every night, which was, what happened? Yeah. I would have reporters on, generals, people involved, people over there. What happened? Mm. But most guys think that they have to look smart. So they start to say, you know, today, well, you know, and here's my opinion. What, well, the simplest thing is, if you say what happened, mm. one, you learn a lot. You learn it from their point of view. I wasn't there. So I don't know more medicine than doctors. I don't know more law <laughs> right. than lawyers. I understood that. Right. And I always knew that I'd be there tomorrow night. You know, I'm going to be there tonight. It's my show. That's what the name says. That's what we say all the time. Well, I want my guests to be great. I want them to be super great. Because like, they're going to say, the Larry King show was great last if night. If I did comedy, right. I want the comedian to be funny. That's that, that, Why would I want them not to be funny? That, I, just don't want, I don't want to top I, them. i got to jump right. in. That's That's been our secret for many years. There's a lot of radio guys that feel like they have to be the funniest guy in the room when you have a really funny guy on. And I've told Anthony over the years, we'll get credit no matter what. Yeah, and if the, guys if the guy's killing, if Larry King is killing right now, I'll go home and my people around me go, wow, the show is great today. If people listening to me and they find this interesting, that little story I just told. Sure. Breaking the, Somebody they found that interesting. Where did it happen? On Opie and Anthony? Right. Right? So I'm gone. You're here tomorrow. Right. So if this show is good, they uh, say, boy, Opie and Anthony. I wonder if we've uh, got that philosophy from Larry King, because that's something we completely believe in. i got to go back. You said you've never been nervous since your first broadcast. I don't believe that. All those people you've talked to over the years, no one really got you nervous all, inside. Ner nervous for a moment. A, a little moment. bit here, a little bit there. Frank Sinatra. Frank. Oh, yeah. Of course, he was hard to Legend. get. And Jackie Gleason got him for me. And uh, I never thought he'd show up. And he owed Gleason a favor, and that's why he came. Wow. And we I later became, nervous from Gleason. We later became friends. No, I was never nervous for Jackie. We're Jackie, big Gleason fans. Jackie made it. Oh, Jackie was my mentor. That guy. When Jackie brilliant. came down to Miami, he took. A, they rented a train. They took a whole Amtrak mm -hmm. train, and I was on that train. No kidding. 
Yeah, I flew up from Miami, and I flew down, and then I hosted the Welcome Jackie Gleason dinner. I did a lot of emceeing. Right. That's why doing comedy is very not new to me. And so I stood on stage with him, and then he used to come on my show. Mm -hmm. came on my, he was an insomniac, so he'd call in the middle hmm. of the night. Wow. And he came on my television show. First time he came on, he changed the whole set. He didn't like the set. So we broke into the general manager's office, <laughs> and he brought new chairs in. Wow. And he lit it. He wanted it lit differently. Jackie was a genius. <laughs> we love Jackie. I was just talking last night about uh, The Honeymooners was on, and I was oh. like, you know, what show in this day and age can you say in 50 years from now is still going to be on and still be hysterically funny? My driver, when I'm in New York, Joe, he has all the tapes, mm -hmm. and he plays them. I over just, and over oh, again. You just can watch those. Over. You don't get sick. They of never them. lose. He let me, when they went down to Miami... Uh, they did our shows, and they did them in color, and they did it with music, and wow. it was very creative. And he let me sit in on writers' meetings, and it was really wild to watch those writers go. Because the honeymooners, when you think about the honeymooners, what problems he gave the writers, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. never saw the bedroom. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> never had a phone. So you could never introduce a gag using the phone, mm -hmm. where sitcoms always use the phones. I go... <laughs> the phone, that terrible phone call. You know, Two that. episodes he had a phone, I believe. Yeah, they had a phone. He couldn't yeah. take it. They had a phone. They, it in was, the drawer. Yeah, hidden in the drawer. <laughs> and the one where he uh, had the counterfeit money and bought the phone. And <laughs> got, gave the guy $100 <laughs> just to take the clicking out of the phone. <laughs> and then he, uh, and Norton was a genius. He had to come to yeah. the door or look out the window mm -hmm. or go to the, the raccoons. Right. The raccoons where they wave the back of their Yeah. That was a... Uh, ja but Jackie was was a comedic genius, never rehearsed. Wow. He had a guy built just like him, a friend of his for years, who would do all the rehearsals. And he he'd, rock. He'd watch the rehearsals <laughs> on a tape, and then he watched all the scenes. So as Art Carney once told me, it was really weird. When you did something with Jackie, like when you came through the door on a honeymooner show, the first time you saw Jackie, that was the first time. When you were taping it. Another guy had rehearsed it. So Jackie knew all the moves. <laughs> he knew what moves worked and didn't work, so he didn't need you to rehearse wow. with you. He wow. worked off of you, no and he sense. had he understood uh, regular people, poor people. He turned down a script. I went to a script meeting once. <laughs> they came up with a funny idea. They, in the in the forties and thirties, in the depression years, they would have rent parties in Brooklyn. A rent party was if you couldn't make your rent. You threw a party for your friends. Mm -hmm. You had a little dish by the door. The friends threw money in when they came in. And you would serve the Coca-Cola and pretzels. They could bring beer, and that's the party. And, and funny things happen. Money gets lost. Things get lost. And I'm sitting in this writer's meeting, and it was really funny. It had a million jokes. <laughs> now Jackie comes in, and they read it for Jackie. And he's laughing. Yeah! <laughs> pounding the desk. And he says, now nah, it won't go kill it. Why? Because Cramden would never throw a rent party. Hmm. He had too much pride. He could never ask people to come right. and give him money. Yeah, that would door. be out of character for out of character. Cramden, yeah. So they go through mm -hmm. this whole time and all the writers look deflated. He says, but we can come up with another idea and you could use that joke there and put that one in this. So you the know, jokes just, wouldn't be lost. The jokes would not be lost, right. but the con the concept was lost. Right, what right. a great thing to have, memories of uh, oh, actually hanging out with Gleason. That's amazing. That's the only part of growing old that's good. Uh, how did you, uh, <laughs> the how rest did you, is a bit. How did you go Anyone from... who tells you these are the golden years is a <laughs> freaking liar. Crap. These are not the golden years. <laughs> how did you go from spinning records and, and, and you know talking I, oh, on the radio to interviews and becoming a, a, a true, famous interviewer? There was a famous restaurant in Miami Beach called Pumpernick's. And they were open 24 hours a day, and the slow time of day was in the morning, mid-morning, like uh, from 10 to 11.30. So the owner of Pumpernick used to listen to my morning show, right? They had a lot of funny things. And uh, he liked me, and he says, why don't you come to my restaurant every morning when you finish your show? I was on 6 to 9. Drive up, I'll give you some extra money, and we'll do my show from the restaurant from 10 to 11. And that show, so I couldn't prepare or anything. I just came, I was interviewing waiters and visiting show business, visiting people going to conventions and one day Bobby Darren walked in and I love Bobby Darren and Mac the Knife was the number one song in the country and uh, he he was up early and he had listened to me and he came over 
So I put them on. I couldn't prepare, mm. but I loved it. And then Jimmy Hoffa came. Wow. It was a Teamster convention. Wow. And Hoffa came in with the Teamsters. And suddenly I'm 23 years old, and I'm interviewing Jimmy Hoffa Jeez. in a restaurant. But I got to love it. I got to love asking questions. I got to love the listening part. I got to love everything about it. And that show propelled me into getting a television show, Sunday night TV show, on the ABC affiliate. And then they moved the radio show from a disc jockey show to a nighttime talk show. Talk they show. didn't call it a talk show. It was just a show. It was just and I did was. a show from Surfside 6, The Houseboat, which was very big at the time because it was where a TV show was filmed. And that that started all. You, you said you used to do wacky stuff as a morning guy. Oh, yeah. What was I the did. wackiest thing well, you did? Well, I, I had a... Uh, it might be. It might sound dated now, but at the time, well, maybe I'm sure. it isn't dated. Okay. Oh, okay. I had, <laughs> all, right. all right. Okay. Wait a minute. I had. <laughs> Don't make us uh, uh, compare uh, stories. This here, this so. this uh, <laughs> occurred because in driving to work, <laughs> oh, I would no, listen kidding. to traffic reporters. Right. And they would say things like, "This is Miami. Right? Don't I ninety five is jammed from thirty seventh Street to sixty seventh Street. Please use Seventh Avenue. It's a lot easier." Right, and then ten minutes later, the guy would come on and say, Seventh Avenue <laughs> is jammed." I so he caused the problem. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I got to thinking, I'd have my own traffic reporter, and I just hit a little switch, changed my voice a little, called him Captain Wainwright, and he turned into a crooked cop. <laughs> and he would offer things to the audience. He would interrupt me. He was it was me talking to me. Right. But he would sell. He would sell flashing lights that you could put on top of your car <laughs> and play cop. You know, you could drive around. He would take bets in, inside. He was a phony police officer. <laughs> and that thing caught on. People had bumper strips called, uh, don't give me a ticket. I know Captain Wainwright. Wow. And I turned him into a character. Then I, I would interrupt. So I put a song on at the wrong record. Mangos. Rosie Clooney had a hit record called Mangos. And I hit the wrong speed. It was at 45. Hit the wrong speed. <laughs> I hit the wrong, I hit the how, wrong. Old, how old are you, Larry? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, you don't remember records? Well, oh, they were does. big guys. They were, they were <laughs> things called records. Listen, they were, they were round. <laughs> we know records. They were vinyl. <laughs> no, no, you'd it, love them. He's just busting your ball. You'd put them uh, down. You'd put, I know he is. I'm busting him. <laughs> you know, yeah. you put him down with a little needle. It was fascinating. You could scratch him. And you, they, we had a thing Sometimes called. Sometimes you had to put a penny on the thing. Yeah, you had a thing called queuing. Oh, you had to queue yeah. up? Your record. the record, right? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I put this record on at the wrong speed and actually played very bangles, bah. I let the whole thing play. I came on and said that that was a guy who lived in the Aleutian Islands, and he <laughs> sent this song to Columbia Records, and they stole it, and they gave it to Rosie Clooney, and it's a sham. <laughs> and people wrote to Columbia Records, and the head of the company called the station, who is this crazy guy? Making up this fella from the Aleutian Islands that's playing this record, that's singing this record. So I, I would do a lot of wacky things. He was the, a bad the, boy, Ant. The interview, I was a... You were a bad boy. A, a bad boy in those times. Right. Sure. Was, did, I, did you get fired at some point in your... Uh... The only time I got fired was uh, when uh, the station went uh, all all black. We had a station go all black, and uh, they let everybody go. Couldn't get your funk on? Uh... Uh, no, no. But no. I, I got I got hired back again on a new station, bigger station. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the TV oh, really, really took yeah. off. Then I was on a station for 18, which is unheard of now. 18 years on one station. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know you were into comedy. I, I think a lot of people well, surprised by that. And you said earlier in the interview that it was always your thing. Well, what I did was I used to go do conventions. Right. Because uh, people would call and say, can he speak at the General Motors convention or uh, AMA? And I, I go around speaking. In fact, last this past Thursday, I was in uh, Lisbon, Portugal. I spoke to a major group, uh, and all comedy. I just told funny stories. So, it's so I've been, been doing thing. this. And that's what you've been doing. Yeah. No one, not a lot of so people know I, that. when I semi-retired, yeah. my nephew is, is Scott Zeiger. He produced a lot of Broadway shows. He produced the producers. Mm -hmm. And he's got the Jersey Boys on, in Vegas. He's just And he says, you know, I saw you work at conventions. Why don't we put together a comedy show, and you tour as a one-man show, sort of like Billy Crystal's 700 Sundays. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so this is going to be heavily produced. It's like a Broadway show, but it's just me. I come on, but there'll be backdrops and tapes. And I walk through it. So I said, well, where will I get booked? So listen to this. This is the truth. Next Saturday, this coming Saturday, I'm at the Borgata in Atlantic City. That's a good That's Sunday, nice. Wilbur Theater, Boston. Wow. The following Friday, I'm at the Hoosier Park Racing Casino. Saturday, June 4th, Biloxi, Mississippi. 
Friday, June 10th, Reno, Nevada, the Silver Legacy Hotel. June 11th, Nevada, Las Vegas, the Mirage. June 20th, Chandler, Arizona. I love this. The Wild Horse Pass Hotel and Casino. September 23rd, get this, boys, Reykjavik, Iceland. Iceland. September 25th, Stockholm, Sweden. The September 26th, Bergen, Norway. It's September 27th, they love me in Norway. Oh, I'm big in Oslo. Yeah, big in well, Oslo. Downtown Oslo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> downtown, not so much the Stravinga, suburbs. Norway. Copenhagen, Denmark. Munich, Germany. A Jew comes to Munich. <laughs> wow. Uh, London in October, and then October, Skonami, Washington. That's at a casino in Washington. I assume then I'm in Morristown, New Jersey. Westbury, New York. The Westbury oh, Music Westbury. Center. Uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Toronto, Santa Rosa, California, Newport News, Virginia, Tampa, Naples, West Palm Beach, Baltimore. Sounds like he's taking calls from the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cities Palm like Desert, that. Tucson, and then we're working on Sydney, Australia. And so, but the, so who doesn't like exhausted. you? And who doesn't like you and your family? They're making you work that hard, Larry. Well, they're, you're they're, supposed to be semi-retired. That's not semi-retired. And Saturdays, and I, frankly, I wonder why I agreed to this. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's a lot of dates and a lot of places. Because wow. I got two little boys, you know, and I mm -hmm. I really love them. And uh, even though I'm my age, you know, I'm uh, I have a wife who's uh, 26 years younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have uh, two little boys. People see us together. I know what they're thinking. You know? <laughs> I, I always say the same thing. You know, I always say the same thing. If she dies, she dies. <laughs> hey, you could, hey, you could always get another wife. What the hell? And uh, well, you have done that over the years. Two boys, shut up. My well, two well, boys. <laughs> I just want to know what the obsession is with with marriage with you. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, because just so you know, Aunt was married once. Once. That's all it took. I think he did about ten. I did about. I put in my nine years. And then you it, have children. New. No. And then it took. Nine years no, to get out of it. You missed that. Um, no, I'm glad. Children I or a joy? No. Are they a joy? Oh, the best. You have kids? Yeah, my son's one year old. Uh, one years old today. Love Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Love it. Changed There's my nothing life. Like, your life is never the same. No. You'll never be, the, the minute no. they're born, never the same. I'm like you, I Larry. Have, I date kids. I have, <laughs> I have three grown. I never dated. Like my wife is the youngest girl I've ever dated. I, I never liked really young girls because I wouldn't know. You know. What to do with them? No, what do you say in the morning to someone who didn't know who Adelaide Get Stevenson out? was? It would, would be hard for me. Anyway, I, uh, Have I got, sex with them? I got, married, I got married because, you know, it's funny. I don't know why. <laughs> because I have, of my six marriages, I have only loved in my life. A total of three women. Really? Yeah. And so now what I, Why did I marry? You? I think it's because first marriage was... Everybody went to the army, and I was deferred. I was because of my eyesight. So there was nothing to do. All the guys were gone. I met a girl. I married her. And then I went, down to, my, I went down to my And then, you know, I discovered what you like at 20 is not what you like at 30. Exactly, like, yeah. So I think when I see a marriage, it's 56 years. They've been married 56 years. i got to figure they made a lot of compromises. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. They had to put up with a lot of crap. And I just I couldn't stand... The compromises. But why, you, why, why, why not just date, though? I don't know why, and I, I never lived with anyone. Mm -hmm. I didn't even like staying overnight somewhere. Mm. I like going home. Is it a religious thing? Religious? <laughs> I don't know. To, to be married yeah. seven or eight times, it's... I don't know. I still don't understand it. I, you know, I look back. I, I don't have any of my ex-wives who, who dislike me. Mm -hmm. uh, I have uh, two children. From a previous marriage, one one of the marriages brought me two children. Mm -hmm. I have two children from this marriage, and another child I adopted. I have a. I'm all the kids are friendly. Mm -hmm. You're just I, one of those guys that blurt out, "Will you marry me?" I don't know why. I've walked down the aisle wondering what. The, <laughs> what am I doing? I don't know. I don't know what it was. In fact, I have never felt until Sean. I have never felt. It's strange to say this. I have never felt married, married. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't cheat on my wife. I did not cheat. But I never felt married. Like well, a first husband all, and wife and the, yeah, that first whole of all, sanctity of First of all, my work always came first, mm -hmm. which was a sign 
It's a bad sign. And your wives knew this, right? Like, I know that was some of the reasons why it ended. For example, exactly. if I got a, two calls at the same time, <laughs> your wife called urgent, CNN called oh, urgent. Yeah. CNN. You call CNN. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Right? Of course. Of course. See, and that's that shouldn't be. Uh, I was in one of those relationships. I totally get it, and I stayed in way too long because the career with uh, me and it, where our careers were, you know, doing great. So I didn't. I just put all that on the back burner. The trouble is, when you get a little older, and you will get older, <laughs> uh, the other option is not the, very nice. Yeah, the alternative uh, yeah. is uh, you'll be sorry you missed. Uh, some of the years you missed. Do you do you look back at some of the marriages and think, oh, man, what a waste of time that sure, was. I could have done, sure. you know, that. Yeah. Oh, why didn't I? Why didn't I? What did, What was I thinking, you know? And why did I take that? You know, why would I take that? Because even now, I, I get itchy if someone says, you know, you can't do that. Mm. I'm 77 years old. What do you mean you can't do that? As Rickle said, what are they going to do to me? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you retire on your own accord, or was there some it was a type double, of... No, it was a double situation. I've always had a great time with CNN. I still sure. work for them. We just yes, did an Alzheimer's mm -hmm. special. Uh, we got a special coming with Johnny Depp. Full hour. Mm. He doesn't do interviews. Full mm -hmm. hour with yeah, Johnny yeah. Depp. Uh, He's an odd fish. But, but he's funny. <laughs> I got emails we should have print. I got a new book coming next month. I got... I. Uh, CNN came to me. They've always given me long contracts. I was there 25 years mm -hmm. wow. in the same spot, same time. And the last contract they offered me was like uh, for a year. And I saw read it like writing on a wall. Mm -hmm. So uh, I said, well, what, uh, you know, maybe it's time you want someone new. And we and uh, the ratings had gone down all over the network. Uh, How long did you know before it was announced that you were pretty much done? About, there. about two months, but two I months. hadn't actually, yeah, I worked right up until right. sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, six months, and I'm still being paid, because mm -hmm. you know, I had a year still to go, and uh, then I'm doing another three years of four specials a year, so I'm still part of CNN, Okay, but I can do anything else I want now. I can do comedy, too. I can do commercials. Uh, I can, I can do, the only thing I can't do is I can't go to to Fox News or to MSNBC. Right. Well, They're two big rivals. I yeah. Can't yeah. You don't miss yeah. the grind, do you, of doing it every day? No, no, got... I'll tell you what I miss. I miss a story like Obama. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask Jesus. you about that. Jesus, Osama bin Laden. It's got to be killing yeah. you not on TV for You want to run in right. and do it. You want to run in. Or Japan, a terrible mm -hmm. thing to happen. Or, or Mubarak leaves Egypt. You want to run in. However... You don't miss you know, the Kardashians. <laughs> you can do without the missing lady in Otika, Washington, that they're all looking for. They're offering a reward. I could do without. Mm. Uh, British royalty could do without. Did not miss doing oh, the wedding. You. Forget the yeah. royalty. Don't like yes. royalty. So it's mixed emotions. Right. I had to do a lot of tabloid shows. Now, once I was on, I always gave my all. You never throw away a show. Right. But I... Uh, yeah. But did it kill you that you didn't uh, handle it differently like, like the Kardashians? They're just... Well, I don't sure. even well, understand why they're famous. Do? What are you going to do when you're there? you got to be on. What am I going to yell at them? I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't do anything well, wrong. Well, that's our problem. We would. No, yeah. some people expect you to be like, oh, well, why I'm didn't you... Find, I'm, I'm sure you read it, things. I guess, yeah. But yeah. I always felt that, look, it's up to you to determine how you feel about them. Mm -hmm. but, so what I have now is mixed emotions. I have, on the one hand, I miss it. On the other hand, I don't. Right. So I compared it the other day. It's like watching your mother-in-law go over the cliff in your new Bentley. <laughs> yes. What? What? Bittersweet. Bittersweet. I have to ask you something that I've been toiling over since I heard it. Toil. This was uh, uh, something where, where you said something during an interview where I couldn't fathom this. It was a woman. She was talking about a horrific rape that had happened. And it was in her car, I believe. And she had gone shopping, uh, grocery shopping. And she describes this horrible situation of, of this sexual assault. And you actually asked, your first question to her was, what did you do with the groceries? Do you remember that one? No, but it would have been something and, I'd ask. Yeah, what happened I, I, I to was, the groceries? I was like, or, but that, that would be... is probably the most inappropriate thing you could have asked at the moment. She, she was taken back by, I would love by the question. to know your mindset behind something like that. I have that. no memory of that. I swear to God. Do so you have know. the clip? I'm trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, because I would love My to My only it. guess, if you have, I hope you have the clip because then I could have an explanation. Put it in context, Sound, right. Put it in context. Now, maybe. Oh, why can't I find it? 
Go ahead, go ahead. We'll find it. No, if you can find that, I'd love to hear it. Let's yeah. see it because I'm trying to think. It sounds ridiculous. It sounded like, oh my God, I it, he didn't even. Uh, uh, take into consideration what this woman had been through. He's asking what happened to the gro- like the groceries. Was who cares about the groceries? It might have been. See, I don't know the backstory. Were you hungry, Larry? I don't know the backstory. <laughs> was there a police investigation into this? Oh, and perhaps was there, there could have been some evidence? Was there was there someone accused who was denying he did it? See, in other words, if you give me the whole story, I right, can give right. you a case uh, where some kind all right, of context. Let me hear it. Okay, you which got one it? is it? Uh, Sorry, we're not prepared. I thought we had this right 18. in front of me. 18? Okay. Yeah, pop that in. Track 18. Uh, this was the... Uh, yeah, well, we, I, got, I got the long version. So. Right, oh, okay, that's, that's good. That'll put it in context. It was about a minute. Mm, here we go. It's got to queue up. As you know. I came out of the grocery store and got my car, Philip knocked on my window and said, uh, you know, I can't seem to get my car to start. It's cold. Do you think you'd give me a ride? You know, which way are you going? And, of course, he was going to go anyway, any which way I was going. And so, uh, I did. did. Why did you let him in the car? I don't know. It was the worst decision I've ever made, I think. It truly was. What happened when he got in? When he got in, um, I filled his hands with a lot of food that I they had in the front seat anyway. I tried to engage him in... He was holding your food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was. Uh, I tried to engage him in small conversation on the, on the trip. I tried to stay on the main street, and when I got ready to turn, he said... Uh, well, where I'm staying is right up the road here. So I took him a little further up and then uh, just turned around the corner and pulled over and he slammed my head into the steering wheel and pulled out handcuffs. He took my keys out, threw them on the floor and pulled out handcuffs and handcuffed me and, and uh, said, I just want a piece of ass. If, you're, if you be good, you won't get hurt. What did he do with the food? He put uh, her on the floor, I guess. Very, I know, I oh, stop right okay, there. Okay. Now, you see you guys taking out of context. <laughs> now, I was... You took uh, it totally out of context. I finally I'm get an answer, up, though. This is fantastic. Hold it. Of We've course. been obsessed okay. with this Wait one, minute. Larry. Wait, obsessed. Obsessed. We've obsessed. played that clip a lot. He's, you played a lot? Yes. yes. That was great questioning. Okay. <laughs> I, let, I got her in the car. Finally. Yeah. Why did she let the guy in the car? Okay. Is, I great got her question. driving, right? Now yeah. I got her driving. Now, she said there was food in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy, by the way, is I'm, I'm trying to remember this case because it was... 1976. It was uh, Philip Garrido. Yeah. Garrido. Mm-hmm. Garrido. Was later charged with harboring a... He hit a woman for years... He's still alive somewhere. The Garrido case, right. okay? Mm-hmm. He denied it. His lawyer was denying it. So part of a good police investigation would be, you said there was food in the front of the car, right? Mm-hmm. He's knocking you out of the car. He's taking you out of the car. What happened to the food? <laughs> Did he knock the food over? Was the food found at the scene? One of my great moments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, investigative That's reporting. That's a whole series. You're taking another. See, see, you ask it as just as if I, a woman said I was raped. What happened to the food? <laughs> That's not what happened. So you guys are paying. Is he uh, turning uh, this on us? Taking I think it can't happen. He's so what you did, turn it on us. What you did, uh, you've been playing that for a long a while, time. A while. Uh, for a while. That was terrible radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, now at least we know you were. Because she seemed like a sympathetic kind of character character at the time, but you were actually trying to trip her up, it seemed. I didn't try to make her unsympathetic. We felt like you were obsessed with the food. I wasn't obsessed. (laughs) I'm trying to get the whole story. How did the guy get in? He's knocked her out. She's driven to a place. She's kind of got around the corner. Mm -hmm. He's got the food. Remember, where is the food? Where Mm. is the front seat? Right. She said, back seat, I never asked the question. Right. Okay. He's got to knock her out. He's got to bang her head against the door. Right. Get her out of the car. Right. Mm -hmm. What happened to the food? She was knocked out. She don't know. I'm a detective. I'm a He's <laughs> <laughs> a detective. He just turned okay. that out. He really did. That, that led fantastic. to the series. I don't want to hurt you guys too badly, but Please. it was that clip that led to the series Law and Order. Jerry Orbach was listening that day, and uh, the rest is history. Hey, who, You're a, I, I want to ask, uh, getting back to the comedy thing, who, who was the funniest guy you, you've ever seen? Oh, well, I love comedians, and they're my favorite people. Uh, Mel Brooks was... Mel Brooks. Oh, Mel Brooks was I, insane. Actually, Rickles is insane. Chris mm-hmm. Rock. Uh, so many funny people. Seinfeld is, is hysterical. Larry he, David is drop-dead funny. Yeah, I love Rickles. Kirby oh, Rickles. His birthday yesterday. He's 85. And still doing it. Still doing it. Larry, Larry, and he and I... His son's name is Larry. He and I go back to 19... 
60. Wow. And he came on my show at Pumpernick. He came dressed as a, as a busboy. Wow. And he would walk around. You want more butter? You, lady? <laughs> you're asking more? I had him on with Lenny Bruce once. One of the good stories. You guys knew Lenny Bruce? Of course. Oh, yeah. Well, Lenny was a friend of mine. See, that's, I go back. Yeah. All right. Lenny's on. We're on at Pumpernick. Me and Rickles. And Lenny walks in in a prison uniform. A full Florida State Rayford prison uniform. And I put Lenny and Rickles on together. And the obvious question, Lenny, why are you wearing a prison uniform? He had a friend at Rayford that smuggled the uniform out to him, and he likes to wear it on the street, and he likes to <laughs> ask cops directions <laughs> while wearing it. Why, Lenny? He says, because he likes to see what's in the cop's mind. Why is this convict asking me directions? <laughs> this guy's got to be an escaped convict. Do I make a pinch? But... What if it's a brilliant guy who thinks I won't think that an escaped convict, so I can't be an escaped convict, so it's just a gag. But what if it isn't a gag? <laughs> That's and, I'm exactly a guy, and he's going through his whole thing, and it was Lenny. And Rickles says, <laughs> Lenny, get a job. <laughs> That's Rickles. <laughs> it was really funny. And uh, Seinfeld was probably some of your, uh, I think, your best shows with uh, as far as having oh, a comedian I, I, on. I love it. it it always looked like there was some type of tension between, between you two. I don't know why. Of course, when I asked him, were you canceled? He got Right, mad. right. Yeah, we play that clip a lot, too, were you, were you aware we were the number one show? <laughs> you were not aware of this, Larry? You, know, see, you followed that up. That same night, we were both on Conan. Mm -hmm. We kidded about it that night. He it still great. kids me about it. Then he put me in the Bumblebee movie. I was Larry B. King. Yes. Did you ever see the B movie? Yeah, it was pretty uh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I say we're very far. I, go to, I see him at ball games. You know, yeah, that was, you, the exchange you know, by the way, was I don't follow. Good. See, I don't read all the columns about television or why shows go off and on. I can't name the sitcoms that are on tonight. Mm -hmm. I can't name them. Right. I was just on Better, the, Better With You. Mm -hmm. I was a guest that I tried. I've been in 24 movies, <laughs> but I don't run and see a lot of movies. I try. So I, I don't follow television. I don't know why shows leave. Right. You know, I don't know. So it was an honest question by you. Yeah, I didn't know. Why you just this, didn't know. Why, the show, why would a show leave after nine years? Mm -hmm. And where were the groceries? And where would it, That was another good question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't doubt How it. How does he spin that one? I know. He it's totally because he's been around a lot longer than yes. us. No, when you played the prelude, if you just played one... If you, <laughs> if you guys just play, here's a girl that's just been raped, here's Larry's question. What happened to the groceries? But that wasn't what happened. So right. you guys have been defrauding your audience? Of course. Well, now we got the Which, answer. Which, by the way, is nothing new with you guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> we've, we've had a, uh, a hell yeah. of a ride. We're, Larry's got to wrap it up. You must, I'll be in uh, Atlantic City Saturday yes. night oh, at the really? Borgata and in Boston Sunday night. You go see Larry King. Uh, obviously, with the, kick. the honest, years of stories, stories and stuff, it's got to be uh, extremely interesting and funny. How long have you two uh, been together? 17. 17, yeah, 17 years. 17 years. Do you, are Amazing. you socially friendly? No. Not like we used to be. No. <laughs> no we, he, he lives in the city. I live out in the uh, suburbs. We have different lives. Yeah, we used with, to. our lives used to be a lot more um, no, what are, wait a minute, hold common. On. I'm married with a kid. You're a city guy married with a kid. You're a single guy, no kids, and you live in the suburbs. I live out on Long Island, yeah. Why do you live way out? Because I like a big house with but a pool. there's no action. And... Larry, you get, Larry. It's, Larry, it's not far. He knocks him back. He's, it's a, he's, you know. He's doing fine. LaGuardia's real close for the far ones, and the train is there for the close ones. <laughs> you, like having, you like having LaGuardia close? Oh, no, it's nice. <laughs> worst they, airport in America. Could, like oh, it's please. horrible. When you fly to that voted, place. It's voted it's, the worst it's airport. It's like landing on a carrier deck at Skyrim Airport. I was at the Met game yesterday. Boy, the, the, a plane goes every 20 seconds. Who's oh, yeah. in the control tower? You can count the Who's rivets. asleep? Yeah, yeah, you don't know if they're going to land right on the More field. More importantly, they know they're going to get a new stadium, and they put it right where the, the traffic is still. Move yeah, it somewhere else. A little yeah. bit. Move By it a mile. Way, what's the greatest missed term ever said? Um, I'll tell it to you, okay? Oh, near boy. miss. Near miss. Oh, right, yeah. Well, it's a near hit. It's a near hit. It's a good miss. Why do we say near it's miss? It's a far miss. <laughs> Why do we say it? We're all wrong. Why do you keep looking away? Huh? You keep looking at um, them. No, because we have instant feedback and phone calls. I'm just seeing if anyone has something that, you know, is good for this uh, oh, session. This is like modern radio. Yeah. You pre-screen oh, the calls, huh? Um, yeah, because 
I never pre-screened calls. Well, we go radio. cold, and, it, yeah. and you realize they, it's just nonsense, and they don't have anything. Yeah, not, even, a... not even during the Baba Booey years, you didn't pre-screen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, I would never have felt proud <laughs> if someone were calling in saying Baba Booey <laughs> in honor of me. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Do you still like radio? Oh, yeah. You do? Sure. Why? We don't. It's the, it's the, <laughs> no, but I like satellite. I'm not going to lie to you. It's the best medium of all. We're frustrated. It's that the best medium because you can think anything you want. You don't have to put makeup but on. But regular radio you still find fascinating? <laughs> well, I find all the... Well, I know. I listen to series all the time. Yeah. I, I'm a sports junkie. Mm -hmm. So I, I listen to ESPN. And what I love is old-time radio, too. Your channel of old-time radio. Right. The you Shadow Knows. Shadow, like you, you bring back some of the best shows. Suspense. Right. Were you a Lakers fan? No, Clippers. I, oh, Clippers. You're one of those guys. Yeah, we don't make Underdog the playoffs. Underdog No, but it's great when you don't make the playoffs. Lakers got you swept. You don't have world. to worry about See, anything. More people have said over the Lakers today, Clipper fans are walking around. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's, he's got to go. Roland's okay, telling guy. us he got to Larry, this was a, a pleasure yeah, for us. Thank you so say. much. Great Absolutely. meeting you, finally. And, and how do we? Uh, how do they find out where you're going to be? Because you have a lot of dates there, but is there one place they could go? Where do you go? Because now uh, I want to see like, uh, probably a website. Yeah, you can get information. There's a website. Hold on. Yeah. Where do they go for Larry King dates? What? Oh, yeah. Base Entertainment. B A S E. Okay. Entertainment. Dot com. Base Entertainment. Dot com. As, as I leave you guys, I have only one thing. Yes, sir. What happened to the groceries? <laughs> <laughs> Larry King, everyone. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Larry. Are we done? Well, um, that was a career moment, though. Right? That was a biggie. Fucking that was Larry a biggie, King. man. Larry King's you, fucking you realize legend we in broadcasting. We're interviewing Larry King. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up right That's there. That's huge. Huge. I, I, I was ready to say, why don't you just interview us? Yeah, what are you doing? Let's be real here. What do you want to ask us? Because yeah, we're not worthy to Nothing. actually interview you. <laughs> Nothing. What did you do with the talent? <laughs> <laughs> then he hung out with Jackie Gleason. I know. Fuck, man. And then fucking Don Rickles and Lenny Bruce just, just did his radio show one day. Yeah. Is that the equivalent of uh, equivalent of having uh, that's Bob like, Kelly and Rich Voss? That's like Bobo and um, yeah. Stalker Patty. Yeah. Ugh. You think Gleason ever went, why am I suspended from the show? <laughs> why do I have to do the shit show? <laughs> the shit show, he calls it. It's hard to get in because Larry's very much in control. But I wanted to slow him down a little bit when he said the Jackie Gleason train. Because there's legendary stories about, oh, about that, sex on that the train, train being a big party train. Yeah, yeah. Because the rumor was Gleason didn't like to fly. So he, yep. he had this party train that went from city to city when he was performing. But I heard it was booze and broads and just one yeah. big, big party going on. Gleason was known as a fat, uh, womanizing drunk. Right. That's great. But we couldn't get in uh, at that point to ask Larry to, you know, give us more info. Yeah. There. All right, guys. Maybe we... next time we get Larry King. That'll never happen. <laughs> I know. That was just one of those things. Oh, boy. I don't like the question about the food and the skateboard. He Fuck them. Fucking spun it on us, brother. I know. Wait till Jimmy hears that. <sighs> He's fucking spun it on us. It made yeah. it make sense. Made it sound like a great question. Yeah. All <laughs> right, guys. Enjoy your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Later. You're listening to Opie Anthony. On the virus. We had Larry King on yesterday, Patrice. On this show? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I gotta be honest with you. It was really cool shit. Did y'all fucking dig into him or you, we, you, uh, let him, you let him be an old man and just fade away? He, well, he, he nah, got Nah, man. He, he, he held his own. He he killed. He was hilarious. He got he in there great and told stories. Some stories. I'm sure you had the, the Larry King guys. Everybody. We called. didn't, we we didn't, didn't do the Larry King. We, it was hard because he, it was hard to get in at times because he was telling stories and, and all that. But Good we stories, too? He had stories about Lenny Bruce, Jackie Gleason on the Jackie Gleason <coughs> party train. He uh, had a Jimmy Hoffa story uh, when Jimmy Hoffa was alive. That he remembered? Yeah, Fuck I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who else? Don Rickles. He, uh, he was telling us about Frank Sinatra. Um, what was the best story? What was the best the, story? What was yeah. the pop story? What was the wow factor? I don't know. I think the wow factor was asking him about that goddamn where were the groceries after the rape story he told. Remember yeah. that clip? What, what did he say? It Remember was... the clip where the girl got abducted and raped horribly? <laughs> but, in the car. but she was abducted coming out of a grocery store, so there were groceries in the car, and she Larry goes, the hard what happened story? to the food? She tells the horrid story of being raped, but in, in the middle clip, of it, right? in the played. middle of it, yeah, she says, like, so I had the groceries in the front seat, and he came in, and he started grabbing me, and he handcuffed me to the steering wheel and sexually abused me, and, he, and the first question, he's like, what happened to the food? What did he say? 
Uh, let's play it. Fuck it. Okay, You're here for I, a while. What, what did he? What did he say after he? Here's the whole to thing. To you guys. Yeah, yeah. Let's, no, we got the okay, clip good, from yesterday. Good, good, good. I think the whole thing is four minutes. Uh, just it's, oh, okay. it's worth listening to. Okay. From yesterday, uh, Larry King. He was just great. And uh, here we go. <laughs> I have to ask you something that I've been toiling over since I heard it. Toil. This was uh, uh, something where, where you said something during an interview where I couldn't fathom this. It was a woman. She was talking about a horrific rape that had happened. And it was in her car, I believe. And she had gone shopping, uh, grocery shopping. And she describes this horrible situation of, of this sexual assault. And you actually asked, your first question to her was, what did you do with the groceries? Do you remember that one? No, but it would have been something and, I'd ask. Yeah, what happened I, I, I to was, the groceries? I was like, or, but that, that would be... is probably the most inappropriate thing you could have uh, asked in, at the moment. She, she was taken back by I would love the to know your mindset behind something like that. I have no memory of that. I swear to God. Do so you have know. the clip? I'm trying to find yeah, it. Yeah, because I would love My to My only it. guess, if you have, I hope you have the clip because then I could have an explanation. Put it in context, so, right. Put it in context. Now, maybe. Oh, why can't I find it? Okay. Yeah, pop that in. Track 18. Oh, this was the... Uh, yeah, well, we, I, got, I got the long version. So. All right, okay, that's, that's good. That'll put it in context. It was about a minute. Oh, it's got to queue up. As you know. I came out of the grocery store and got my car, Philip knocked on my window and said, uh, you know, I can't seem to get my car to start. It's cold. Do you think you'd give me a ride? You know, which way are you going? And, of course, he was going to go anyway, any which way I was going. And so uh, I did. did. Why did you let him in a car? I don't know. It was the worst decision I've ever made, I think. It truly was. What happened when he got in? When he got in... Um, I filled his hands with a lot of food that I they had in the front seat anyway. I tried to engage him in... He was holding your food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was. Uh, I tried to engage him in small conversation on the, on the trip. I tried to stay on the main street, and when I got ready to turn, he said, uh, well, where I'm staying is right up the road here. So I took him a little further up, and then uh, just turned around the corner and pulled over, and he slammed my head into the steering wheel and pulled out handcuffs. He took my keys out, threw them on the floor, and pulled out handcuffs and handcuffed me and, and uh, said, I just want a piece of ass. If, you're, if you be good, you won't get hurt. What did he do with the food? He put it on the floor, I guess. That was a very... Oh, stop right okay, there. Okay, okay. <laughs> see you guys taking out of context. Now I would... You took it totally out of context. I finally I'm get an answer, up, though. This is fantastic. Wait, hold it. Of We've course. been obsessed okay. with this Wait one, a minute. Larry. Wait, obsessed. Obsessed. We've obsessed. played that clip a lot. He's, you played a lot? Yes. yes. That was great questioning. Okay. <laughs> I got her in the car. Finally. Yeah. Why did she let the guy in the car? Okay. Great I got her question. driving, right? Now yeah. I got her driving. Now. now, she said there was food in the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy, by the way, is I'm, I'm trying to remember this case because it was... 1976. It was uh, no, Philip no, no, no. Garrido. Yeah. Garrido. Mm -hmm. Garrido. Was later charged with harboring... A, he hit a woman for years... He's still alive somewhere. The Garrido case. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. He denied it. His lawyer was denying it. So part of a good police investigation would be you said there was food in the front of the car. Right. Mm -hmm. He's knocking you out of the car. He's taking you out of the car. What happened to the food? <laughs> Did he knock the food over? Was the food found at the scene? One of my great moments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Investigative That's reporting. That's a whole series. You're taking another. See, see, you ask it as just as if I, a woman said I was raped. What happened to the food? <laughs> That's not what happened. So you guys are paying. Does he are, turn are, this on us? Taking I think it can't happen. He's so finally you did, turned it on us. Well, you did, uh, you've been playing that for a long a while. time. A while. Uh, for a while. That was terrible radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, now at least we know you were. Because she seemed like a sympathetic kind of character character at the time, but you were actually trying to trip her up, it seemed. I didn't try to make her unsympathetic. We felt I'm like you were obsessed the with the food. I'm, I'm I wasn't obsessed. <laughs> I'm trying to get the whole story. Yeah. How did the guy get in? He's knocked her out. Right. He's, she's driven to him place. She's kind of, he got around the corner. Mm. He's got the food. Remember, where is the food? Mm. Where's the front food. seat? Right. She said, back seat, I never asked the question. Right. Okay. He's got to knock her out. He's got to bang her head against the door. Right. Get her out of the car. Right. Mm. What happened to the food? She was knocked out. She don't know. I'm a detective. I'm a detective. <laughs> <laughs> We're back live. No, no. Now, Patrice, Patrice what's, what's your take on that? Dude, <clears throat> I learned a great word in my life called sophistry. Yeah. And it's the, it's, it's senseless sense. It's, it's basically something that is horse shit, but it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's full of shit but when he said where's the food 
it was as dumb as it was, but yes. you go, I get I get it. Like but I, still, who gives a fuck? Right. Th- this we all fucked up. Okay, let's make sense out of that question. But where's the food? What difference did it make, uh, Larry? How? What was the next level of the investigation? If you was the detective and asked where the food was, what the fuck would that mean? I think he's but, trying to trip her up, saying like, because his lawyer and he, himself was saying that he, the guy was innocent. Uh, he's trying to trip her up, like, all right, well, he did all this. So what happened to the food then? He moved the food. Exactly, the food was probably all over the floor of the car. Who he fucked me on top of the pudding. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's how I was sucking his dick by force. He was hitting me in the back of the head with a fresh loaf of bread. And I think anyone would assume that <laughs> he was mashing a grapefruit right. in my face and going, suck my dick, bitch." My bananas ended up on his heel. And I think anyone would assume that. He slid he, he was eating potato chips as he was raped. Like, uh, like what is the his question? Hadn't had to have been asked because but everyone assumed that was the food shit. just went yeah, all over the place. Because he's not a detective; he's an interviewer. No. And he fucking had no reason to say that, except for he's an old man. You know what? Who, right. He was probably interviewing with, with his hand, his chin in his hand, and he just was like dozing off, thinking about the food. And the right. last yeah. thing he heard was the food. So it's like, what happened to the food? Where to go? But he's been around long enough that he spun it right back at it us. It was genius. Is now you understand how people who can think a guy is so inept could yeah. be, be on the air for eighty years and w- basically without without incident, right? And have kids at eighty mm-hmm. and fucking he goes well, <laughs> and you go, wait a minute, wait, give yeah. me two seconds to tell you you full of shit. He was great. He he went with everything. Yesterday. Talked about how he was, was married. I eight, I, asked, I asked him about being married eight times. Eight, eight times, and he said he'd probably in his whole life only been in love maybe three times, and that that when he was married, like there were times uh, where he was going into his wedding and just knew this was horse shit and wasn't going to work. And he sounded sharp and funny though, man. He, he yeah, was yeah. extremely sharp. Not the guy we got to know at the end of yeah, his career. Yeah, yeah. What? The- we got Larry King. Hi, Larry. Good morning, Larry. Larry. Hi, Larry. Do you know Judd Apatow to your left? Yeah, he just spilled water all over his phone. Oh, boy. I got oh, Judd. Oh, Judd. Larry, I got all excited. Oh, Hold on. Before you electrocute Larry King, that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't electrocute. How did he die? I'm broadcasting since 1952, and we kill him in this show. Come on, Roland, please. He's never, he's never put... Give me a little more. I need a little more. Boost up Larry's volume, oh God, Opie. I'm sorry, Roland Larry. Is, Roland is don't right now wiping stingy. off Judd's crotch, I'm, I'm and he didn't even spill it there. I'm a rookie. Aren't you the cable guy? Nope. You, I, I, maybe I tried. You no. said no. You probably said no. I never <laughs> said that. I would have never said The Cable Guy was a good movie. Yes, thank you, sir. 20th anniversary last week. Wow. wow. That was an underrated movie. You know what I liked about that movie? It really didn't know what it was. Exactly. Was it a comedy? <laughs> was it a comedy or was it a drama? It, it was uh, disturbing. Yeah. Did I, I, did I feel sorry for Matthew Broderick? Or, did or you was I glad it was happening to him? Exactly. Although you never want to hear, was it a comedy or was it a yeah. drama? That's no, never good. but <laughs> was it a films, porn or a biopic? Some no. films like, why don't you keep quiet? <laughs> Jesus, Opie, you think it's your show? He's Opie. <laughs> close you know, enough, close enough. You know, you know what's funny? I was smart enough to keep quiet. You want to know something funny? Yeah. You look like an Opie. I know, no, I You know. look like your name should be Opie. There are some movies that... Yeah, right. but then why do we owe China so much money? I'm over here at the kids' table, Larry. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> exactly. Sure. Neil Brennan's We're brother. Sure. <laughs> Neil, Neil Brennan's brother. Half-baked. <laughs> He's a comedian. Larry. I, want, I want to ask you a question about this show, Opie. <laughs> sure. Uh, sure you, don't you got me? questions? Opie, I'm a, I've, been in, I've been in broadcasting. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's a yes. I've been in broadcasting yeah. 59 years. Damn. Wow. If I make it now, I'm I'm, I'm on Aura TV, which yes, is you are, and we're going starting our fifth year in yes, July. Yes, you are, and it's going Carlos very Slim well. is my part. It's going very well, very, very happy well. with. Yeah. But I'm doing the same thing I did when I was in 19. I'm still doing who, what, where, when, why. I'm just transmitted differently. Sure. Yeah. So, but in all these years, <laughs> yes. And as of May first, I will be next year. I'll be in broadcasting sixty years. Sixty years in wow. seven decades. Right. Wowie. I'm 82 years old. I don't feel 82. You don't look 82. But I was born and raised. 
raised in a <laughs> yeah. discipline uh-huh. of rape. Like I love, <laughs> yeah. I, I love sense a compliment is not forthcoming. <laughs> no, 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 just, no, no. It's just, not a, not yeah, a, just get it over <laughs> with, will you? It's oh, actually, the boom. it's actually a question. It's just eat me, a, don't drown me first. I shouldn't do this long, but I'm a guest, so okay, I can do this. If I were a like host. It. If I were a host, I'd move right to it. I ask you. <laughs> so the question I'm leading up to here yes. after this long harangue is, sure. what is the concept of this, of this show? Program? Does it have a concept? Uh, hopefully well, explain to, it to me. Hopefully to make people laugh, I guess. Well, I know, but we I mean, I walk, in, in. I walk in here. Yeah. And you got I Judd Apatow. Yeah. You got two other guys sitting around. Tom Papa, Jim Tom, Norton. I Jim hate being Norton. one of two Jim. other guys sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Norton, Jim Norton looks like he should be Opie. Thank you. You look Larry. like the engineer. Opie. You look <laughs> like right. your engineering. This. Some people say. And I'm sitting. Sure. Sinatra okay. had all four of those things. But you could be a. You could be a. <laughs> on top of a couple other things. No, he was a great, great. Yeah, don't, individual. don't, don't mess with Sinatra. Hey, hey, I love hey, Sinatra. Hey, hey, oh, are you hey, kidding hey, me? Hey, hey, Kevin. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, hold Kevin. on, hold on. Don't mess with Frank. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's I'm a very still, good, I'm it's, a little nervous the way no, you're looking at me, but I love Frank Sinatra. I don't believe in the afterlife. Except for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 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 Larry King's talking to me. I can't believe it. Neither can Larry. But I love to laugh. Cosby made me laugh a lot. Cosby was fun. Le- less King. funny lately. Yeah, a little uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. Perhaps you haven't heard, Larry. How do you, how do you wrap your head? <laughs> so Bill says, I tell you what. Take that check. Down to the welfare office on Amsterdam Avenue. Go in waving it and say, oh, <laughs> and they're going to chase, chase your black ass all the way. <laughs> now, did, did Bill say that, or are you just adding that last part? No, Bill said oh, okay. that. Fair enough. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Joe, did you interview Cosby? I heard. And I was in the O.J. movie. You know, I was the only one who played himself in that movie on FX. Yeah, hey, they gave yes. me a wig. Yeah. <laughs> Why a wig? Opie, that was a facetious clap. Give me some love, Larry. I bought it. I bought it. I take that clap as a clap of put down. I did see they put a wig on you. They, you know, to make you look a little younger in that movie. I was there. I was You were clapping like I was name dropping. Yeah, a little bit. They didn't need to put a wig on. You look terrific. Yeah, you you didn't need the wig, I guess. Want to know the latest joke in Hollywood? Sure. Tom Cruise told me the other day, this is such a name-dropping town. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Where was I? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Larry, I have a theory. And tell me if you agree with this theory, that this is why Trump is scary, that the person who wins for president is always the funnier candidate. George Bush was uh-huh. funny. Obama was the funnier candidate. Clinton, Clinton was funny. Even Jimmy Carter was uh, yeah. was funnier. What what non funny person? Hillary is not funny enough. Oh, she is. She Hillary is. has what Hillary has that Donald. I know them both very well. <laughs> interviewed them many times. Friends with both. Hillary has a great sense of humor. You make her laugh, she falls on the floor. Yeah, yeah but she's not funny. No, she. But she knows funny. Yeah. Donald is not funny and doesn't know funny. I I did his roast. Donald is just, he doesn't have a sense of humor. I I like him a lot as a guy. I like how you almost said love. You're like, I love him a lot. You will have dinner with Donald. He'll never say anything funny. Hillary will say funny. But will he hurt us? <laughs> Will he hurt us? Yeah, like if he was president, would you be yeah. comfortable? Do you know him? Is the world going to blow up under his watch? Yeah. I would, it would be scary. Yeah, because you never know what you're going to get every day. See, Donald has—he's he, done very well as a businessman and had some failures too. But he said something the other day, and I have him on next week, hopefully, and I would ask him. He said, "When I'm president, we're going to make money. Countries don't make money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's not a business. We didn't sell more." <laughs> You know, Hubert Humphrey explained to me once what the why businessmen don't do well. The two businessmen we had that were presidents in the 20th century were Herbert Hoover and Jimmy Carter. Both were successful businessmen and failed presidents. What about Bloomberg as mayor, though? Is fa- that- uh, he was a very good mayor. A failed bus- Harry Truman was a failed businessman and a great. Pre- and the reason is. Businessmen are in business to make money. When you, so Hubert Humphrey told me once, when a businessman is going to build a hotel, Trump's going to build a hotel, and it's going to cost $40 million. he borrows 30 He puts up 10 he borrows 30 And then he pays the bank back as people stay at the hotel. 
when a government builds a post office, it pays for it that day. The government doesn't go to a bank. The businessman goes to a bank. So when you're running a government, you can't think in terms of what did we make this week. And if Donald thinks in that business term, like he can go, he thinks, I'm going to cancel the treaty. You can't. Yeah, right. but then you why do we owe China so much money? I'm over here at the kids' table, Larry. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Neil Brennan.